there's lots of uh, companies that want to be data driven. They want to make um, smart decisions based on real time data, but they're blocked not by the desire, but by the actual lack of of the raw the data goal that they need to to make these decisions. Data for analysis. That's one use case, and that's important. Obviously, brands and, and, and brand owners want to get a good view of what, in aggregate, how they're sort of performing, where is that coming from? But there's also data for action, like, uh, you know, actually getting these touch points into other destinations. There's not only opportunities to, to better sort of understand and retarget your advertising, but there's also opportunities to actually, um, you know, do personalization based on that data. So um, using tools like Google Optimize, you can set up different um, vari variations of landing page. So on today's episode, we're going to be talking about accurate e-commerce analytics in a world of first-party data. It's a great episode you do not want to miss, so do stay tuned. Retail and e-commerce have witnessed an unprecedented transformation in the last decade. The widespread adoption of mobile technology, social media, as well as the lowered cost of cloud-based technology have not only eroded the barriers to entry in retail, but it's also led to the rapid rise and dominance of digital native product brands that sell directly to their customers. On this podcast, you'll get the scoop on customer acquisition and retention strategies employed by high growth digital native product brands. Not being afraid to spend because you know that customer is going to pay it back uh, three or four fold. That's when you start to unlock channels in the way that they were meant to be used. And Listen to interviews with experts at the forefront of technology and innovation in digital retail. Three years ago, they wouldn't have come to us because, yeah, the macro trend of cloud, Wi-Fi, broadband availability, that was a real, that was a real problem. Hear firsthand stories from founders of innovative direct-to-consumer brands. Although I was thinking about the competition, I was more thinking about, like, how do I just build a freaking successful business? We focus on driving as much traffic as possible, converting that traffic, uh, and then dumping money back into driving more traffic. These insights will help you consistently 2x growth in specific areas of your direct-to-consumer brand. This is the 2x e-commerce podcast, hosted by Kunle Campbell. Hey everybody, welcome to the 2X e-commerce podcast. I'm your host, Kunde Campbell, and this is the podcast dedicated to rapid growth in the direct-to-consumer selling space. So if you work in marketing at an e-commerce business or a founder, I'm going to help you sell more directly to your customers. So each week on this podcast, I interview an expert, a founder at a direct-to-consumer e-commerce business, representative from a best-in-class e-commerce SaaS product. We're focused on helping you improve e-commerce growth metrics such as conversions, average order value, repeat customers, your audience size, and automate these sales. Our remit and their remit to you is to help you sell more sustainably. So welcome to the 2X e-commerce podcast show. Now, the episode you're about to listen to, well, should we do a rain check before we talk about the episode we're going to, to listen to? So we're in Q4 now, and I would really love, I would really, really love to you know, find out how you're, 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 you're moving, just your challenges, your wins, your successes, everything, the good, bad, and ugly. And if you, um, you just want to reach out, send me an email on kunne at 2xecommerce.com or just message me on, on Twitter or LinkedIn, anyone, and just let's have a conversation, a direct conversation with yourselves. No antics, nothing. Just, I'd love to talk, essentially. I love to talk. Um, just let us know, share, share your stories, 
you know, reach out to me, just Google me and um, connect with me, Kunle Campbell. Um, and th- there's going to be a lot of stuff moving forward. Um, we're, we're, we're doing a lot of events. We're going to be running a lot of events moving forward. But just just let me know how you're doing, how you're doing, you know, um, generally with your store. How How is Q4 sort of panned out? Perhaps I'll send out a survey, as I said in the last episode. I will send out a survey. If you haven't already, join our email list on 2xecommerce.com and um, expect a survey, a, a Q4 performance survey, because a lot of things have happened. Um, I'd say a lot of it is for the good um, because these challenges are, it's just going to birth like remarkable brands, consumer brands, these challenges we're facing now, um, we're going to have to be more creative. We're going to have to figure out how to speak directly to customers. We're going to learn how to build brands rather than just sell products. So it's it's a, it's an opportunity, it, in, in my opinion. It's a massive opportunity as to all that is happening um, on the iOS front, uh, iOS front, the supply chain front. There's a lot. I would really like to know how you did in Q4. Now, on today's episode, I um, interviewed, or the episode you're about to listen to is an interview I had with Edward Opton, who is the founder. He's a co-founder of a, it's a, it's an app platform. It, it's a platform, essentially, an analytics platform um, called Little Data. Um, essentially, it, it plugs in with Google Analytics and first-party data with um on um on on your Shopify and it 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 paints a better picture. It, it it just enhances what you see on analytics. Analytics still is a quantitative analytics tool, you know, so it gives you more aggregated data. You cannot see much you cannot see sort of data on a on a visit by visit basis on analytics, as you know, it's all anonymized by Google. However, you're able to sort of map out um, you know better customer journeys with the enhancement of little data and they're going into other areas like you know just enhancing some of the the, the data you you can read from Facebook as well as other data, data analytics platforms so we really talk about how to accurately sort of capture e-commerce analytics in a first party data world and how to use first party data world to augment um, you know legacy third party data tools such as Google Analytics it's a geeky topic. It's a geeky episode, you know. Um, so if like you're into analytics, if you're into media buying, I recommend this. I really recommend this episode. But if you're more into brand stories, you're more, um, you're more into um, yeah, brand stories essentially, marketing tactics. This may not be the episode for you. Um, but if you know you know your analytics and you 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 like dashboards, then um, definitely geek out on this one. Um, we, we talk about a lot of stuff. Um, we've talked about the, the death of third party, you know, um, um, cookies, unattributed orders, how to sort of, you know, plug that in, conversions API, that server to server, you know, tracking or server to server reporting, um, you know, segments in the, um, you know, um, working with, with the platform segment, you know, to, to the Facebook conversion API. Um, you know, he really knows his stuff. And um, he he just gives us like a, a a roadmap as to what to expect from little data as a platform, as well as how to just prep up your analytics, whatever tool you're using, whatever platform you're using for analytics, um, just sort of prep it up in a first party cookless um, you know world we're about to get into. 
So what, what shall I say um, before you jump into listening to this episode, expect to hear from our sponsors. It'll only be about two minutes, a two minute listen. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. And um, you know, thank you for your support. Thank you for listening. Um, support us in any way, shape or form. Share this episode always helps. If you have a moment, hop onto our iTunes or Apple podcast, um, you know, um, you know, um, show and leave us a review always, always helps. But for now, geek out on this one because yeah, it's, it's an incredible episode. Thank you so much for, for the listen and I'll catch you on the, I'll just catch you on the other side, really. Cheers. The 2X e-commerce podcast is brought to you by Klaviyo, the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform for email and SMS messaging. Whether you're launching your e-commerce business or taking your brand to the next level, Klaviyo gives you the tools to get growing faster. That is why it's trusted by over 50,000 e-commerce brands like Brooklinen, Non, and Chubbies. Build your contact list, send emails that pop, and create marketing moments that build valuable customer relationships over any distance. Get started for free today. Visit clavio.com forward slash 2x to create your free account. That is K-L-A-V-I-Y-O.com forward slash 2x. Cloudways has become the hosting platform of choice for thousands of e-commerce merchants, SMBs, and agencies around the globe. Why? Well, there's a high-performing custom stack, top-notch security, the choice between five cloud solution providers, ease of scalability, affordable pricing plans, and so much more. Cloudways also offers support for all PHP-based applications like Magento, WooCommerce, WordPress, Laravel, and other. Experience an unbeatable managed cloud hosting experience with Cloudways today. For a $20 free hosting credit, use the coupon code BOOSTMAG. That's B-O-O-S-T-M-A-G. That's BOOSTMAG. Moving dreams forward, Cloudways. So welcome to the 2X e-commerce podcast, Edward. Um, but for those who um, are just tuning in, Edward founded Little Data to make it ridiculously easy to connect sales, marketing, and customer data. So top direct-to-consumer e-commerce brands around the world trust Little Data's smart connections for accurate e-commerce analytics. Since launching their first Shopify app in 2017, they have empowered thousands of data-driven brands to make better decisions to accelerate growth. Edward, it's a pleasure having you on the 2X e-commerce podcast show. Welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Brilliant. Um, Little data, little data. Should we talk about little data, exactly what you do in in, in summary? Uh, I'll just hand it over to you and then we'll... we'll... Yeah, sure. So as you introduced me, um, we've been... um... We've been focusing on e-commerce now for over five years, and the, the problem we identified at the very beginning um, when I was working with some larger brands in London like uh, Made.com is that there's lots of uh, companies that want to be data-driven. They want to make um, smart decisions based on real-time data, but they're blocked not by the desire but by the actual lack of, of the raw the data gold that they need to, to make these decisions. So um, what Little Data set out to do was to make it much easier for companies to set up um, accurate analytics, get the, get the, the, the Wall Street events 
uh, about what users are doing on their store. And uh, I used those uh, events both to analyze what was happening so they could make decisions both in terms of marketing, but also um, sort of product engagement and, and site engagement, um, but also data for action. So allowing um, stores to, for example, use clever retargeting strategies based on what people had looked at but not purchased or vice versa. So, I mean, fast forward to, you know, to 2021, and we've now got, as you say, thousands of uh, brands using the service. We've got a pretty global customer base, but obviously all these e-commerce stores have the same problem. They, they need to get uh, accurate data. They need to, they're typically using Shopify or uh, BigCommerce, and, and they are um, needing to analyze that outside of the e-commerce platform. Okay, makes sense. Makes sense. So, so you're you're really talking about server-side tracking and um, what some other people refer to as first-party data. Exactly what people do on your site, you know, actions they take in the in 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 terms of like events. Okay, so, so let's looking at events. Um, how would you sort of categorize events? You know, um, is there any sort of categorization from from my um, you know perspective? You you, you have um, you know. People who visited, you know, product pages. People who've added to cart. Yeah. Um, people who've initiated a checkout purchase. Are, are there people who've even searched? Um, how how do you sort of, you know, um, categorize events from from your your perspective? Yeah. Um, a little data. Yeah. So we think about the whole customer lifecycle. So at the very beginning, all the visibility that you might have in terms of your own channels um, is like when they click through to your store. So the, the first thing is. Um, the you know the landing page visits the uh, and that will typically include if you've tagged up your uh, email or, or Facebook or other channels correctly um, these UTM parameters that say okay it's coming from this campaign from this medium um, so they land the page that's the first experience um, they then uh, might interact with a product list they might uh, filter sort it browse down through it we track them as they scroll down the page and you know viewing products they might then click through on an individual product on that list. Um, track that. Uh, the next thing is to yeah, the product details page, product view is a really important event for like, you know, retargeting is this, is this person is actually interested in this particular product. Um, then they might interact with that page a bit, uh, share it, look at the images, again, track all that. Um, then the, obviously the next step is add to cart, um, but also remove from cart if they, if they don't want any more. And then, uh, and then they go through the checkout typically. Um, in some stores, again, there's, there's no sort of uh, the, the add to cart is, is the first stage of the checkout. But, but um, you know, on Shopify, there's a standard checkout. There's, there's, there's three steps that we track and, and, and uh, all of the payment methods and shipping uh, uh, choices and, and taxes and so on associated with that checkout. And then finally, the, and most critically for any e-commerce store, there's a, there's a purchase event. Um, and, and this is uh, well, we can go into more detail about that, but 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 it it goes post purchase as well. So um, some of the really interesting use cases of our product is tracking. Um, well, first of all, refunds. So for a lot of stores, like actually net revenue is what they need need to understand. Like a stupid optimi- optimizing campaigns that are going to be high high refunds. Um, you want to really optimize for net revenue, and then uh, recurring orders. So a lot of our merchants subscription commerce. Uh, wanting to track not just the first order but subsequent orders back to the campaigns, um, and then finally, um, kind of fulfillment. So actually, uh, using our, our segment connection, we'll come onto that. Actually, be able to trigger events around you know, where the order's out for delivery, tracking codes, etc., to maybe to trigger personalized emails to the customer. 
So, so yeah, well, that's kind of like end to end. Um, you, you land on the site, and that everything that happens to you after that. Yeah, uh, I, I I like the fact that it 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 takes the entire customer journey um, from you know getting onto the site through to making a purchase through to post purchase you know with transactional you know data you know um, further down the line for for, for CLV maximization. Yeah. Um, so you, you did mention campaigns and um, you know customers are not necessarily campaigns. What's the view from little data in terms of like? Um, the, the optimal way to, to to measure results. Do you look at it from a customer, from a single customer view perspective, from a customer perspective, or do you look at it from a campaign perspective? Say we we're running this campaign on say YouTube or Facebook yeah. or even TV. Um, how's the how do like best in class um, you know clients of yours actually view view optimization? Yeah, really, really good question. I mean, I think, you know, you try and run a customer-centric approach as much as possible. I think that we all understand that um, most purchasing behavior is, is, a, is around a number of touch points. I think uh, seven, as you say, is the um, is sort of typical. But, it, but you know, larger um, ticket items might well be longer touch points. I remember working with com. I think it's like 15 was their average. Um high consideration items so mm-hmm. so the challenge in in, in um, you know online customer acquisition is to link together not just the uh, the thing that brought them there for that session but the customer's entire well, as far back in the customer history as you can go is this person purchased previously have they interacted with other campaigns previously um, not just focusing on the end of the funnel the thing that gets them over the line um but the thing that uh maybe actually brings them actually the prospecting campaigns that brings them to your brand in the first place mm. um and as i said that i think this is really challenging and getting more challenging with various um uh, uh you know uh, cookie blocking and ad blocking um but I, th- I think yeah, wherever we can, we, you know, the, the best customers, the best stores, I think, are trying to understand that customer journey in the round, not just as a sort of single session or single campaign. Interesting, very very interesting. Okay, so you primarily f- enhance Google Analytics from from what I gather. Mm. Um, so, could you kind of explain what um, you know an e-commerce team has to, you know? work with from a box standard, you know, analytics setup, say analytics, just, um, with the Google analytics, you know, app from Shopify, you connect it to yeah. your Shopify and that's yeah. it. Um, if analytics is connected to your Shopify directly as an app, um, does it not have first party data? Why, you know, utilize, you know, why, 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 why install little data, yeah. um, you know, in the first place? Well, yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. No, it doesn't have first party data. So, it, what what happens? So, there are basically apart from little data, there are, there are two main ways a store might want to track um, their their customer events. Um, one is, as you say, to use Shopify's inbuilt um, uh, tracking. Um, but what what Shopify just does is is um, well, I guess a, a, a legacy approach to doing it, which is just to drop the um, Google Analytics impact, not even the latest version, but a, an older version of Google Analytics tracking code onto your onto your pages. Uh, so you'll get the you know the page views, you'll get the, um, the ads to cart, and they trigger on the thank you page. Uh, they trigger a, a, an event about the purchase, right? But the problem there is that yes, you, you're not getting any kind of first party data from your, from the from the back end from the Shopify database about that customer forwarded on. But also, they're all reliant on on um, 
on browser limitations, which we'll talk about more in a sec. So that's really one. You can uh, Shopify admin, yes, you can set it up, but it, most people just find that very inaccurate. So they so they try the second method, which is that they work with an agency or consultancy and set up Google Tag Manager and um, and trigger all the all the tags they need, and that's great. So now you're getting better um, a better range of events and probably more accuracy um, in how those are triggered. But you've still got the the the, the, the limitation where um, without being able to hook into the events coming from Shopify servers. You're still reliant on the um, on the customer's browser to give you permission to track them, and, yeah. and, and that, that that's the that's the big problem in modern web analytics is that um, combination of three things. So the first thing is um, uh, what people think of as iOS 14, but is actually uh, Apple calls intelligent tracking prevention, but it's basically Apple's hit at uh, Facebook particularly, but Google uh, also in in terms of just saying look. We know your 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 trackers are trying to uh, try and track people across session and, and trying to track them, uh, you know, a, a longer customer journey. And we're just going to block that. We're gonna we're gonna if we recognise a, a cookie or whether the cookie's not set by the site itself, we're just going to stop it from working. We're going to wipe it. So um, so that's the first problem. Uh, Safari ITP. Second problem is um, is GDPR. You know, I know that a lot of brands have that cookie banner on their site but in a lot of cases historically that was just lip service didn't really matter whether you clicked accept or not you were still, still tracked, tracked. <laughs> but obviously compliance is becoming a lot more common now and a lot more yeah. um, larger companies are due to the very large fines are, are considering this carefully yeah. they're using tools like um that we integrate with like one trust or trust art they're actually building better customer choices about tracking but obviously, mm-hmm. the downside of that is again opting out of, of browser tracking entirely. Customers saying, oh, "I don't want these events to be sent." And then finally, um, ad blockers. You know, massive number of people just browse with uh, ad blocking extensions on their browser, and these will just pick up that it's Google Analytics or Facebook trackers and just block the event uh, yeah. being sent. Um, so, a combination of three things is basically eroding the visibility that uh, brands have of how their advertising is leading to sales. And, and eroding the visibility generally to track all that sort of middle funnel stuff. Hmm. And what's unique about all the data does is to send uh, those important events, the ads cart onwards. So we, we track the, off the landing pages, we can only track um, via a script on the actual browser. Hmm. But the importance of the ads to cart, checkout steps, purchases, refunds, we send those server side so they're not subject to the um, same limitations of the browser tracking. And importantly, we can enrich those events with things like the customer's previous lifetime value, so like the order history mm-hmm. so far, um, when they last purchased, um, and various other identifiers, which gives you a better chance of, of, of uh, using that data. Let's take this quick break to hear from our sponsors. Let's take a quick break to talk about screwing up. Accidents happen. Perhaps you installed an app that messed up your theme or a CSV import completely messed up your product catalog. Common myth, cloud-based e-commerce platforms like Shopify and BigCommerce have automatic backup solutions you can use when something goes wrong with your store. This is simply untrue. They don't. Myth busted. So what do you do? You use Rewind. Rewind will protect Shopify and BigCommerce stores with automatic backups. Rewind should be the first app you install to protect your store against human error, misbehaving apps, or collaborators gone bad. 
It's like having your very own magic undo button. Rewind is trusted by over 25,000 businesses from side hustles to the biggest retail brands you can think of. Gymshark, Movement Watches and Pampers all use Rewind for automatic backups. So here's a deal for 2Xs. If you head over to rewind.io, which is R-E-W-I-N-D.io, install Rewind, you'll get to use it for free for seven days. If you reach out to the Rewind team and mention the 2X e-commerce podcast, they'd extend your seven-day trial for a full month for free. Enjoy peace of mind with Rewind backups. Remember to head over to rewind.io and don't forget to mention the 2X e-commerce podcast for a full month trial. Did you know that loyal customers are nine times more likely to convert compared to a first-time shopper? That's why exceptional customer service is so important for your retention and growth. I recommend using Gorgeous, the leading help desk for Shopify, Magento, and big commerce merchants. Gorgeous combines all your communication channels, including email, SMS, social media, live chat, and phone into one platform. This saves your team hours per day and makes managing customer orders a breeze. It also integrates seamlessly with your existing tech stack so you can access customer information and even edit, return, refund, or create an order right from your help desk. To learn more, go to gorgeous.com. That's G-O-R. GIAS.com and mention 2x e commerce podcast for two months free. That is gorgeous.com for two months free. Just mention 2x e commerce. So, I have a question Google Analytics is inherently very quantitative driven rather than qualitative. Yeah. By that, I mean it gives you totals, aggregates, averages, yeah. um, but you can hardly ever drill down to a specific user. In fact, it it's it does not. I, I, from the last time I checked, it doesn't even reveal IP address, right. you know, data. Yeah. Um. So, so how do you sort of consolidate that first party data? You know, on on from, you're getting from Shopify with um, with the way Google Analytics works, which which is really you know um, in segments um, at the very minimum and um, in in um, you know in in totals essentially. Yeah. Sure. So you're you're absolutely right. Uh, GA is is designed as a as a tool to look at aggregate data. It's deliberately anonymous. Uh, Google uh, is quite um, careful about not storing IP addresses and so on, so that it couldn't even be linked back. Um, so we do one thing, which is to add uh, one of the custom dimensions we add is a Shopify customer ID. So we can still consider this pseudo anonymous that couldn't be linked back to any individual user without you having access to Shopify admin. So you don't need to worry about sort of data data leaks, but at least it does enable you to drill into a, a particular customer's history, right? Um, but this is this is where our second connector comes into segment. So um, what segment.com allows brands to do is to send the data not only to, um, let's say, aggregate analytics tools like Google Analytics, but also to tools more like CRM-type tools, um, that enable you to actually look into particular customers' behavior. So, um, yeah, for example, uh, let's say you use um, uh, an, a, a, a customer uh, communication tool that we do, like called Intercom. Um, you know, you can send from segment all of those, 
all of those customer events to Intercom so that when you have a, a conversation with that customer, it's exactly what they browsed, what they abandoned card, et cetera. Um, it, it, it's, I think this comes back to my first point about the kind of data for analysis. That's one use case, and that's important. Obviously, brands and, and, and brand owners want to get a good view of what, in aggregate, how they're sort of forming, yeah. where is that coming from? Yeah. But there's also data for action, like, uh, you know, actually getting these touch points into yeah. other destinations so that you can understand. Yeah, I, I really like I really like the Intercom example because it's really empowering. Yeah. Um, you know, um, this is because a lot of the, the many tools out there that just give you the data, they tell you, you know, who your best customers are, but you can't do anything. Right. And so the stickability, so, so in, in the markets team, it's, it's good information to have, but, but what, what, what's actionable off the back of that? But if, if that data is piping into, you know, very useful customer communication tools or touch points with your customers, whether it's SMS, whether it's, you know, on-site chat, yeah. whether it's Facebook marketing, whatever, you know, whether it's your, your, um, your customer service platform like Gorgeous or what have you, yeah. um, then 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 it becomes a lot richer if there's a lot more context to who you're speaking with right absolutely absolutely and and, and i think that you know, one of the one of the trends here is sort of real time data so you know you need mm. to if that person gets on their you know their chat widget from the um you know, let's again go back to the intercom example they're on their intercom chat widget they're interacting with your support agents um, so much more uh, of a better customer experience if the agent yeah. you know, hey i see you just on this and maybe you were trying to do this rather than having to go, okay, and what page are you on and so on. So yeah. it's, it's, um, but I think also that, that that's the kind of, let's say the one-to-one communication tools. Yeah. You can also use it to power the, um, yeah, to, to power back some smart, uh, marketing automation tools. So for example, a lot of stores using Klaviyo. Yes, Klaviyo has an out of the box integration with Shopify. So you can obviously pull in stuff like, you know, what customers have ordered. That's great. Mm-hmm. But it, doesn't out of the box pull in all all of the other touch points we talked about, kind of mm-hmm. yeah, the interactions with a with a particular image or which stage of the checkout they got to or so on. So that's where the the, the uh, Shopify a little data to segment the Clavier uh, comes in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know also the other the other big use case of, of segment is is using um, you know smart ads on again going back to Google Ads and Facebook ads. Um, both of them have abilities to do things like um, uh, build custom audiences, build lookalike audiences based on a certain group of customers. So if you can sync all of using that custom lifetime value data, if you can but you can build an audience saying, um, okay, sorry, yeah, you can build an audience saying, look, these are my best customers. These are people who spend more than you know three x my average um, order value, and and I want to find more people like that. And then Facebook will just use its great algorithms to go and. Uh, crunch all of their all of their people profiles and find people who look like your current customers, um, and that's an incredibly powerful strategy. Um, you can obviously do it by uh, you know downloading the stuff from Shopify, adding a few fields, manually editing it, uploading a CSV. But you know who's got time for that? What what brands want is a they're constantly in sync, real time audience that they can retarget. Absolutely, absolutely. So I upgraded to iOS 15 this morning, um, and we know their limitations now. Um, so on the SMS front, um, there, there's no longer open data um, from from iMessage, iMessenger. Um, there's no longer open data. There is still click data, I believe, but no more, you know, open data. 
there's um, the privacy issues or the restrictions with um, with how um, you know Facebook interacts with iOS, you know, in terms of like the the, the app tracking, you know, yep. transparency protocol. Yep. Um, before this update, what could you do with little data? And you know, post iOS fourteen and fifteen, what can you do with little data? Um, for for Facebook marketers, there are a lot of Facebook marketers that, that um, watch this show or listen to this show. So um, yeah, could you give right. us paint us a picture and then um, we'll take it from there. Yeah, sure. So the, so the way it used to work, you know, up to until a year or so back, is that um, you you put the Facebook pixel on the on your store. Um, uh, that would then send some the page view data, basically the landing page data, and uh, you then probably put a a conversion tag on so when you, you went to your thank you page and on the thank you page was a specific little event to say it was a you know purchase and um basically then link the actual sales back to campaigns and that gave you a return investment calculation um and you know that, that all worked fine for there were some issues around the edges and um a little data supported that you know a, a pixel for shopify as well but you know what's now happened is a couple of things. The, the first thing is that, as you say, um, Apple's big move has been to limit the ability to have any any kind of um, meaningful tracking of the post click experience from Facebook ads. So Facebook can still track on its platform that you clicked on a particular ad. Um, what it can't do is know what happens after that. That was where Facebook Pixel came in, and um, and yeah, this is a big blocker. So marketers are left with. Yeah, big spend, but they can't attribute that to to, uh, to any meaningful sales. So Facebook's basically now recommending that you use what they call their conversions API, um, and so all the big advertisers are being encouraged to do this. And conversions API um, is their server-to-server connection, so it's the same sort of events that send directly to Facebook servers. Um, now, null data only supports us currently via our uh, segment connector, so you can send it segment to Facebook conversions API. But we're, we're, we're soon to launch a direct uh, connector, so you can just add that in. And the advantage of that is what we previously talked about with Gigalytics. All of those problems with um, with tracking the browser, uh, not just intelligent tracking prevention, but also um, but, but also ad blockers and, and GDPR are bypassed. Now, I say bypassed, you know, you're still... The, the reality is the... the um, Ability to link campaigns to to um, sales is still impeded because you, in some cases you can't track that essential like UTM data on the landing page. But the good news is, as we discussed briefly, um, Facebook conversions API gives you a way of set, giving uh, sending some other identifiers along with it with, with events, um, things like uh, the hashed email address, the customer, the customer's address, the phone number, um, uh, and these things can all be linked. Uh, allow Facebook to link it with a particular Facebook user. And once they link it with a particular user, obviously they can link it with that user's advertising history and, and clicks. But there are limitations to the number of um, you know attributes you can track, right? Um, I think that Facebook have capped it to, to about, is it seven? Yeah, so they sort of encourage you to send as, as many as possible. We, we try and, I think we, we send five in total. There's... there's um, you know, obviously, there's a balance here between sharing all of your private customer data with Facebook, um, but we think it's you know, generally in brands' interest to to you know, providing some of the stuff is you know is pseudo anonymous, like hashed email. It's it's in your interest to try and 
share some of that with Facebook because it enables smarter tactics and therefore better return on investment. Very, very interesting. Um, do, do you have any predictions for, for 2022 um, in, in regards to the, the state of um, like the of third party data or, you know, um, or no, not really, but yeah. cookie, cookie data really. And, um, you know, the, the place for first party and probably even zero party, party data. Um, Cause um, a lot of brands are now, even small brands are now thinking about um, enriching customer data. Um, and I, I don't think there are any platforms, you know, um, setting off um to to really cater for for the mass you know middle market essentially yeah i mean i, I these trends are only going one way as you say third party cookies are, are gradually becoming extinct um uh, you know google's still deliberating its move but i mean it's very conflicted right because obviously this would be a major limitation for google ads as well um but equally on their on their chrome side they you know they're quite pro uh, privacy, so it's, that's why they, they've been slow to act. Um, Apple obviously has no real axe in the game, therefore was, was quite happy to cut off <laughs> the third party cookies. Um, but I think, yeah, so you know, I, I, as I said, I think we have to be careful sometimes with first party data about being like that's not the whole solution because you you still need to track the what they actually do. Yeah, m- most e-commerce stores you don't know exactly who, which customer is until they actually get the checkout right. Um, yeah. Most of the browsing basically is anonymous. But it's still really important to capture that pre-checkout um, or specifically that pre-checkout step two <laughs> anonymous uh, activity. Um, I guess our, our, the, the way that it works a little later is that well, even if we can't link it back to the user, it's still there. So if you do want to aggregate it up into just general like behavioral funnels, you can still do that. Um, the only thing the ad blockers will limit is your ability to, um, yeah, to link it to the to the server side of it. Which which is the which is a big problem with, with e-commerce at the moment because um and it's a challenge, but you know, I guess we'll 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 solve it because, you know, we we know what people are doing on our website, but um, what really made Facebook so effective? It is still effective for for some advertisers. Was that um you you kind of had an idea of who was coming into your store before they came in, um, yeah. you could be, there was a profile built, you know, somewhere on Facebook's, you know, servers, which are now a bit, yeah. um, you know, inaccurate more or less. Yeah. Um, so it's fact, as you say, the, the basic problem is sort of fragmentation data. And I, I can't say the data solves every problem, but, I, but I do think that that's the main reason we exist is to make it much easier to, to link those, those critical touch points together. And to be able to get the most complete uh, view you can have of the of the customer journey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I think from a CLV standpoint, um, you know, you be uh, you be um, you know, unwise rather not to, to 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 utilize you know as much first party data as you can in order to you know improve the the, the experience, customer experience, really. Um, yeah, exactly. Because this is uh, going back to the data for action thing that you know that. The, the, um, you know, the, there's not only opportunities to, to better sort of understand and retarget your advertising, but there's also opportunities to actually, um, you know, do personalization based on that data. So um, using tools like Google Optimize, you can set up different um, vari- variations of a landing page. So say, okay, look, um, if we know that this per- customer's already purchased an amount before, maybe we show them a different banner, or maybe we... Um, you know, we show them in slightly different variation variation of the product list depending on 
what category they purchased previously. Or, you know, there, there's all sorts of opportunities to see that. And again, um, yeah, the, the, the data's there for the, the using. Brilliant. It's a great, great conversation. We could go on and on and on and on and on. Um, but, but yeah, this, um, th- thank you so much um, for, for coming on the show, Edward. Um, Edward Opton here from Little Data. Now to, to get more on, on Little Data, um, I believe your, your website is um, littledata.com. .io. Oh, .io, sorry. Littledata.io. Um, okay. do, do you hang out on social media? Are you active in LinkedIn, Twitter? Um, yeah, um, we, 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 we're reasonably active on, on uh, Instagram, uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. So uh, Little Data UK is the... Little the, Data uh, UK. Awesome, awesome. It's, it's, it's wonderful having you, you know, on, on, on the show. And, you know, thank you for, for sharing your insights. Well, thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of 2X e-commerce. We encourage you to connect with our community of 2X e-commerce listeners on our Facebook group, e-commerce growth accelerator mastermind. Just search for 2X e-commerce on Facebook to find it, answer three questions and you'll be approved. Grab the show notes of this episode on our website, 2xecommerce.com. Finally, if you haven't already, give the show a review on your podcasting app. Catch you on the next show and keep growing.